On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. We got the whole crew back in here, coming in hot right before Halloween. That's right. Yes. Back in action, you guys. Everybody, Jenny, Zach, Matt, Heath, we got the crew in. We're in studio. We're not sitting in our house. Oh, my gosh. And everything. We're yeah. slowly getting back to normal. Slowly, yeah. It's been fun to do our second shot sit-downs and stuff like that, but I think that everybody missed the whole crew vibe. Mm-hmm. For sure. The whole team, right? Oh, yeah. And absolutely. I miss seeing you guys. It's true. Yeah, I miss seeing you guys, too. And coming to the studio and hanging out under the lights. It's a good time, right? You know the one thing that I really wish that I, that, like, if I'm... I really like pranking people or scaring people Ugh. with Halloween up, you oh, know? Oh, no. But, like... I can't scare my wife because I'm afraid she'll actually kill me in my sleep Wait, if I did. Wait, you can't scare me. You do all the time. <laughs> no, I don't. Not a, not to the nearly the extent that I really want to. If like you, the, the amount of time, the amount of things that I would want to do to scare you are like through the roof. I, I scare you once every three months, and that's like just walking around the corner going, "Hey, loud!" and you <laughs> I jump. Do, I, do, I mean, I it's do. not like I'm like. But I would love to do some epic prank scares, sure. but I really am afraid she'll she would kill me. So no. I unfortunately have to settle with. You know, trying to scare Brighton as much as I can. I know what you did. You right. scared her this morning. This morning, she like fell off her chair. That's What'd you great. do? Oh no! You just jump up. All you gotta do with her or Brighton is just walk up and just go, "Hey!" Just speak yeah. real loudly. Yeah. They, they're about like they're having a seizure or something. Oh my gosh, it's true. Well, and then Matt Stoker, do not follow him. Um, during, oh, I actually had bad. to. I actually had to. I hit. I no. hit snooze for 30 days. Hot tip if wow. you're friends with Matt Stoker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did he do? Because so during hurtful. the Halloween season, every year, he posts the creepiest images that will for I, sure give you nightmares. I think it's, they're cool. I mean, you do, because obviously, because you yeah. post them, but they're so creepy. They're, it's not like, it's just very weird. It's yeah. weird and creepy <laughs> and like... Old wow, and, she's yeah. hitting you hard, Matt. I, I just I'd hit I was, snooze. I'm still tamed. following your wife, who's like the best follow. I love following her on Facebook. That's but fair. Um, no, but, yeah, no, I like to post old. Well, used to it was just old Halloween costumes because I thought those were always cool and really inventive. You know, not not like the type that you buy at the store where everything's already printed on there. But you know, they had to make it and, and out of stuff like that. So I always liked those. This year, I was I was posting less uh, horrific stuff. It was more like old decorations and old cards and some old costumes, but I guess a few of them were a little bit too much to handle. I still snoozed you. Okay. That's I, cool. I, I love it. those posts, Matt. Keep it up. Yeah. Don't let anybody <laughs> tell you different. I missed one for yesterday. Well, I, I must have snoozed Matt because I never see his posts. 
post. Really? Yeah. That's, that's I've, never oh, seen no. his, I've never seen his post. I mean, I didn't. I actually didn't snooze him, but it just never comes up. The almighty uh, Facebook algorithm. Facebook huh? algorithm. All right. Well, let's let's get into slinging those headlines, Zach. Yes. What do we have? Uh, our first headline is a local Dallas joint, believe it or not. So if you're in Dallas with us, uh, good news. You can experience this for yourself. <laughs> Speed cones tested on Hampton Road in Dallas to deter racing and stunts. So for anybody who lives in Dallas, you probably know this, or maybe you don't, but for those outside of the city, street racing is a bit of a problem here. It's not super publicized because they don't want to encourage people to do it, but like there's there's a lot of reports of street racing around town. People yeah. like to people like to get going in their cars. And apparently Hampton Road over in Oak Cliff is a real issue. Uh, it's a big long straightaway. There's not a lot of traffic lights. It's six lanes wide, and there's almost nobody on it. So it's a great spot late at night to hit the gas and get going. And obviously it's a problem for local police. They get lots of calls about it. So to deter this, the city council came up with a solution. All right. They took out a bunch of speed cones, which are just like normal traffic cones, and uh, blocked off two lanes of this six-lane road. So now we only have four lanes instead of six, which means there's more traffic on less lanes, which deters racers because there's less room to race, which kind of makes sense, except if you consider that now all you've done is block off two, like a third of your current infrastructure, and now there's more traffic for it. So they either have to figure out how to send somebody out on the daily to put up and take down cones in the evening for racers, or leave them up all the time. And, and what's baffling about this is the city council says it's a great idea. And they've gotten less calls about racing, and they love it. And they're going to test it for another month, but they're probably just going to stick with it. But the traffic was backed up a lot. Yes, yeah. and also you blocked off two of your lanes for, for, for nothing. They're just sitting empty. It's, 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 it's a little baffling to me. But what do you guys think? And What's your second shot? the second shot. Yeah. What, Heath was going on a rampage before <laughs> we even got started on this show, you guys. And we're like, hold on. About we racing? We better just hit record. What, what, no. what is it saying in that story, though? What, doesn't it say, like, what they go, the street racing as fast as what? Right. This, what, what this is the kicker. They're going up to speeds of 60 miles an hour. Wow! 60 miles <laughs> Holy an hour. Holy cow! <laughs> Man, just hold your pants and button up tight, My ladies gosh. and gentlemen. Yeah. 60 miles an hour. The earth running, is coming to a stop. You think they're running methanol through those afterburners? Probably. What's going on I bet there? you. I bet you they got like racing fins. McLarens and Lambos mm. yeah. all down Hampton. Yeah, got they it. probably got like spoilers that make them go real fast. There's a video of this that came with like the news report online, and it's like... SUVs and Toyotas racing down this road. It is not anything, <laughs> anything it's like particularly. Moms which hey, you should practice. Right, it doesn't make doesn't mean breaking the speed limit's okay. I get it. There's rules, right? That's the rules of the road, and you get on it. You shouldn't be racing on it. I totally understand that. But what do you guys think about this? Because I got hot takes. I, I don't, I don't know the facts of this exact area. Okay, so I, I want to clarify that. That, um, but in that whole article, mm -hmm. it said nothing about the reason they were trying to curb the speed racing down was because of deaths, fatalities, wrecks, stuff that matter. Yeah. All it said was they got a lot of calls about street racing. Mm -hmm. So what I want to know is, is do you just get a lot of calls or are there actually a lot of people mm -hmm. getting injured? Are they injuring people not involved in street racing, which then we need to step in and do something about. Yeah. Because now you've got regular folk Trying to go to and from that are backed up in traffic Regular that folk. can't go. Yep. You know what I mean? And so, but you're happy that one weekend of some cones up, they slowed them down from 60 to maybe 50 and, you know, <laughs> 45 miles an hour or something. And, and you're doing something like, that's what I want to know is, are people actually getting hurt? Or, or is this just you getting a bunch of calls and you're tired of, of responding to calls? Because we all know, you know, Dallas PD is not known for responding to calls very fast. But I go to the second shot of, 
you always have to outweigh the pros and cons of decisions. Definitely. There are downsides to also staying still, and there are positive sides to making moves. So, for instance, in some of the childcare stuff going on right now, everybody trying to decide to have their kids go back to school or not. Mm-hmm. Some people are just like, well, I don't want to send them back um, because of the risk of COVID. Well, there you have to also understand there is a potential downside by kids learning virtually and being stuck in front of a computer nonstop of of that you can't you can't disregard the negatives that can come from that so mm-hmm. i'm not saying either way is right or wrong what i'm saying is you have to look at the negatives and positives of it all and and honestly go what is how does that weigh out there's always a negative to a positive to a positive to a negative on making your decisions and you got to weigh that out you yeah. okay we were recently going through a decision making process mm-hmm. And what you had some, Heath was so annoyed with me because I will take a very long time to make a decision. But I also, in my defense, I think it's because I do a good job of weighing the pros and cons. Uh, some might say that I weigh them too frequently and for too long. <clears throat> um, but what, <laughs> but what, was the, you, what was the method that you had? Because uh, I, I didn't implement it. Was, it. <laughs> well, it was just, I mean, but it literally just came back to, a, a, first of all, framing the entire situation. You know, mm-hmm. frame it out. Um, what what you're actually trying to achieve? Yeah, you know you've got to really you know do that. And the fifth one, because I can't remember all the other ones off my head, but the biggest, the fifth one was actually make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and go with it. And sometimes we don't we don't do that. Right? We want to keep weighing everything out. Yeah. Um, but you always have to weigh. There are negatives to what anything you're trying to make. I mean, there's always repercussions for all of it. But you have to actually just make that call. Mm-hmm. You know. But I do believe in that when you start off with it. The thing I always do with people, they'll come to me with something, they'll start spitting it off. I'll be like, look, stop. Tell me what you're trying to achieve first. You know, that's kind of that framing it, yeah. right? Like, what, what, start off with what are you trying to achieve? from driving 60 miles an hour. <laughs> well, that's things, I mean, are you trying to stop people from killing other people and mm-hmm. injuring others? Or are you trying to stop calls coming into the station? Right. And stopping uh, calls coming into the station is not worth inconveniencing everybody, everybody else in the public who has nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's that's kind of my hot take on this. Like, street racing is a problem all over Dallas. And I get it's a problem on this one specific road in Oak Cliff, but people are going to do it anyway. Like, it's a little like skateboarding in the 90s, right? Every big corporation that had a, had a building uh, and, and stairs that people could skate down back in the 90s hated skateboarders. So they tried to deter them. They put up things and they came out anyway and they came out at night. So eventually they just built skate parks and all the skaters just went there. I don't know if that means we need to have a drag strip down the middle of Dallas so people can race down it, but what I do think that means is maybe people are going to do this regardless, so we should come up with a long-term solution not put a Band-Aid on the problem. That's what I think. I may change my mind if they got up to 65. I mean, that would be too pushing. That would be pushing. He has never driven slower than 65 miles an hour, not in a neighborhood, not in a school, not in anything. Mm -hmm. Has he ever driven slower than 65 miles an hour? It is not fun. And then there's me who won the record for the slowest cart at the little cart track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. I was like in a school zone the whole time. Uh, I think these are great second shots. I mean, I yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I do think that the, the problem-solving process for me needs to be trimmed down a little bit. But I will say I did actively go and make a pro and con list. And I think I have made a lot of headway on that particular decision we were talking good. about. Well, that's well, good. By the way. Yeah. I'll tell you all that frame out the decision you're trying to make. And what I mean by frame it out, I mean actually put out what you're trying to achieve. A lot of times we'll let a lot of insignificant things come into our decision-making process that really don't matter, but we're throwing them all in there. Um, when you get rid of it all, you, you ought to have one little thing you're trying to achieve. You need to have that framed up mm-hmm. 
and then go down that process. And the fifth part of that, the most important, is that next one, which is just make a decision. Just make a decision. That's it. You have to actually pull the trigger on something and move on. Um, and make sure you do weigh out the negatives, the pros, the cons, and everything. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. Psst. Hey, it's Zach. I'm in my apartment recording this audio so Matt can sneak it into the show before Jenny and Heath hear it. I know they always do the sponsor reads, but guys, I had to get in here so I could tell you about Energy Ogre. They've been a longtime supporter of the show, and this summer, Christine and I finally signed up to see if they're really as good as Heath and Jenny say, and guys, Energy Ogre is totally legit. It's crazy. Check this out. You sign up for Energy Ogre for just $10 a month. You send them your most recent power bill, and the team at Energy Ogre will run the numbers to find out how you can save more money on your bill by switching to a different provider. Then, they'll switch you over to that provider for you, and you'll immediately start saving money that you would have been spending on whatever company was ripping you off in the first place. Christine and I switched over this summer, and I've been kicking myself for not signing up earlier ever since. We saved so much off our power bill that we paid for Energy Ogre's service fee, and now we got a little extra scratch for date night. If you live in Texas, if you're in a house or an apartment, whatever, go to energyogre.com right now and put in the promo code Second Shot, and you can get your first month totally free. Support Energy Ogre, support Second Shot, and support your savings by switching to Energy Ogre. All right, we're coming back on the second segment, and yes, I'm still alive from calling my wife out on not making decisions last time, which I think I was pretty close to being dead, or I may by the time I get home. It's just I don't think you give me enough credit for the fact that the reason it takes me a minute is because I take everything very seriously, and I I don't, I don't, like, everything's important. I don't take many things lightly, and I know that can be annoying for the person married to me. Mm-hmm. She's weighing out the pros and cons of killing you right I now. Do. Correct. It's yeah. taking her a little while. No, Correct. I mean, mostly it's with Frame Brad. the question <laughs> first. Mostly it's with our daughter, you know, and especially during these, you know, COVID times, it is, it is you know, your the decisions or it could impact you for a very long time, so it's just, it's a big, it's a big deal, and I will continue to weigh it out out loud in front of Heath as long as we live. <laughs> and I know this, and I'm okay with it because it does make smarter decisions many times, which I'm not known to make the smartest ones at times, but I'll make one. <laughs> I, I think, yeah. Well, hey, you know. Yeah, Jenny, I don't know if I don't know if this is how you do it, but I do think for, and I'm not, uh, I, I am a person who just likes to do things. Not, I, I think about it. I think I'm probably in between the two of you. Yeah. But I think it does help me whenever someone's like agonizing over decision, and I do this with my wife a lot, where I'm like, okay, let's talk it through. So like I don't want to just I don't oh, want to just sit gets there. So annoyed by that. I don't want to just sit there while you while you think about it. And I'm like, are you thinking about it? Are you stuck on something? Like what is what is happening here? I want to at least hear. Okay, if you are taking time to think about it, let's talk through the process. What are you thinking about? What are the questions you're asking? And let's just check them off one by one so we can get to a point where we can decide. <laughs> Usually this wants- has to do with like what do we want to go for dinner? And I'm like. Let's run down the list and figure it out. Oh my gosh, he wants no part of talking anything through with me ever, <laughs> ever. Like when I can, and I can tell because he's just like, uh, like doesn't want to hear it. So I'll call my mom or I'll call somebody else who wants to hear me talk it through. Man, but, I want you all to weigh in. The majority of men do not like to sit around and talk things through. That's not but our like, strong suit. This suits. is life. I know, but Matt does. Well, I think for me, it's more just like if I force her to talk it, she'll go through the process, right? You're not going to get stuck on one little thing over and over and over again, if that makes sense. You're oh, gonna, yeah. True, if, true. If I force her to be like, okay, let's answer this question, let's answer this question, then we can at least uh, uh, find some sort of resolution somewhere. 
I think I think Megan and I share a lot in common. I'm definitely that way. I got to talk stuff through. I got to figure yeah. it out because I'm 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 slow to just actually make decisions and then do the task following the decision. So like I need that I need that push. I need somebody to be like, this is a great idea, and I'll be like, okay, it is. Like which is I like, take action. Terrible. I just take a while to make the decision. I will also say in my defense, once I make a decision, I stick with it. I mean, I'm still married to you, right? Correct. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was a great I decision, though. But you it. made a good decision. That yeah. was a solid. That was probably one of your best decisions. There was a little bit of a dramatic pause yeah. after you asked. I weighed yeah. some pros and cons no. and ultimately yeah. De- yeah. decided. <laughs> you know, good. you know. speaking of decisions and stuff, that this next lady did not make it the greatest decision. Yes. Uh, a story out of China, believe it or not, all the way across the pond. Woman takes 23 relatives on blind date to test man's generosity. A woman in China had a blind date backfire recently when she invited dozens of her relatives along to the candlelit dinner with her blind date to test her love interest's generosity. She showed up with 23 people, so 24 total, plus the man, which makes a party of 25. They had dinner. Uh, apparently it was a little awkward right until the bill showed up when the man, according to this, and this is probably exaggerated, literally got up from the table and fled the restaurant. <laughs> as soon I as mean, he got wouldn't the bill. you? Well, I guess they hadn't talked about, uh, you know, who's going to be paying this thing, and I'm assuming it came and she kind of handed it to him, like, here you go, and he was like, no, I'm not. It's 23 no red flags right there. Uh, apparently it was a lot. Everybody was drinking. This was a nice <gasps> restaurant. It was this was not no. like this was not like an Applebee's after 9 p.m. This no. was a classy a classy endeavor. I think it's something over $2,000. <gasps> yeah, I don't know how that turns out to in yen, but yeah. you know, something like Can that. Can you guys imagine? Like that that the wasn't no testing of generosity. That was a trick in somebody. And you get your whole family free dinner. I mean, hell. Come on now. Like, I that's totally crazy. Agree. I think the second shot on this for me is I do see this so often where somebody, you know, it's sort of like give an inch, take a mile sort of situation yes. where if you're in a situation and you think, gosh, you know, I have this I have this great employer and they allow me to, you know, come and go as I please a little bit. They allow me to come in, get my work done, and, and when I'm done, leave. Or they don't mind if I take a long lunch, or they don't mind if I bring these different ideas to the table that aren't necessarily on brand. I just think that we have to be careful about taking that generosity and just totally blowing it out the window, because that's how you end up <laughs> losing that job, and you don't even realize why. Like, those few things that they mentioned to you at the offset, like, oh, you know, I don't mind if you do this thing here and there you still have to do your job or you still have to participate in the part that you agreed to do. And I do see this happen often where um, people take things to the extreme when it comes to somebody else's generosity where it's not a two-way street and it's not a two-way relationship. Yeah. I'm just glad they're not, like, bashing this dude in this article because that's ain't – I mean, you can't – No, that's not Like, look, him. if you would have said, hey, we're ha- my family's having a big get-together. Would mm. you like to come? And he showed up. And he still didn't pay for everybody's dinner. Doesn't mean he's not generous. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you can't have, like, 25 people and expect the man to pay for everybody's dinner. Even if he knew what he was walking into and say, he's te- that's testing his generosity. No, well, that's not testing his generosity. I know. What a weird headline. You know, yeah. going to dinner with him on a blind date and checking to see how much he leaves for a tip to a good waiter or waitress, that can be almost testing generosity. Seeing, sure. Hey, $200 bill, and, he, and it was a great waitress and sure. gives her $5. He's probably cheap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not generous. Uh, Different ways to do it. I did the math real quick. It came out to just under $3,000 American. <gasps> that's what that cost at that what? table. What? I would so walk out, too. Yeah, $2,700 and change. Um, yeah, that's not what that guy signed up for. And I guess it's an issue in the writing when this person says, the reporter says that it backfired on the woman. I was like, it didn't backfire. It was exactly, I think it's exactly what you expected. You were either going to pay for it or you weren't. Like, she had to have known walking in there, there's a good chance this guy gets up and runs, which I think. 
It's probably like, a smart move. Would, I don't know if you should ever flee weird. a first date, but I like, think, I wouldn't have. I think I would have picked up mine and hers or so. Or, or I mean, he was probably pissed. He, he thought he was coming to date with the girl and he was sitting there with the whole family, so he probably wasn't very happy. I mean, that's I a level actually of, yeah. I think Heath, I could see Heath, if he liked the girl, like if it was me. I could, I would, yeah, I could see be. Heath actually paying the whole thing. Now, I don't know because Hold he's very date? family I got oriented. About this. He's very family oriented. I think in a way, like sure. he wouldn't have seen it as a red flag. Like most people are like, oh my gosh, red flag city. Her family's gonna be showing up at everything. They're gonna be in the hospital when we have a baby. They're gonna be here. And Heath was like, the more the merrier, because that's like more of his vibe. And most people would be like, this is crazy. I don't know. Am I wrong? It, it, the, the thing that really would have been different girl. is if yeah. it would have been if I if I felt like I was getting bombarded, like this was if I felt like I was, it was this was being pushed like on a me, test. this was manipulated type thing. I wouldn't have because oh true true because true. I, I wouldn't have liked that. I mean, um, I mean when we first started dating, I, I showed up to an event where there was you and eight of your girlfriends somewhere, and I, and, and I you did pay for everybody, and but but I showed up to that. And you didn't want me to. Nobody asked me to. It's not like they put it on me. I showed up to it knowing there was eight girls there, but but nobody expected anything out of it. So I did it because it wasn't expected. But I didn't say, why don't we go on a date yeah. and then have eight girlfriends show up and then expect you to yeah. pay. That's yeah, true. And, and this guy's like 29 years old, according to this article. Like, what 29-year-old has $3,000 just like sitting idly by waiting not for his first most. date to show up with 23 other people? And that's the other thing. It wasn't, It wasn't. I mean, eight people's a lot. That's yeah. already like a big commitment. Yeah. 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 23 like, people? You gotta wait an hour and a half to get the tables together, yeah. right? Oh my gosh, like, how awkward would that dinner have been? Oh my gosh. I mean, I guess, again, I I guess the move is you just don't talk about it, right? Because that would have been the power play if they had all shown up and he would have been like, this is great. Who's paying the bill? Let's just right, right up front. Don't ah! even eat, yeah. right? Like, so what's the plan here? Um, and he was probably too meek to do it because, like, it's the first date. I yeah. guess I can't blame the guy. Um, but, man, talk about it. Talk about an ambush. So my, my second shot on it is is that at times we, we want to try to jump the steps in relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to try to... Um, like skip all of the things that we may think we uh, the things that we know we got to have in it and that we need in people. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. We want to try to jump it by doing these little tricks and all this stuff. That doesn't work. Relationships, like anything else, take time. Mm. They take time. They take real world experiences and real things that happen. You cannot frame up and set up tricks. And go in one date. I want to try to just make sure that this person is a good person, tells the truth, is is, is authentic, mm. is a is a generous person. All you can't just wipe that out on one deal. You know what I mean? True. Like how many times do these? I watch people in relationships try to go. Well, I just wanted to figure out all these things real fast. Well, we all know things are much more complicated than what it may seem. So, if I was to even ask any of you, um, your stance on something on some certain thing, and I was and, and I only said yes, a yes or no, right? Yeah. There's. That can be misleading on a lot of topics and issues, right? Like, yeah. um, like even asking who you're voting for. Yeah, stuff like that. It doesn't necessarily mean a lot of other things about you. The, you yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff with it that we can't just unpack in one sitting mm -hmm. or one thing. And I think in today's really fast, quick world, we want everything now, this online dating and all these things. Sure. Relationships, building true, real, genuine relationships, you cannot skip the steps. Like building your businesses, you cannot skip the steps and try to just say, I'm going to raise all this money and it's all going to work, but it still doesn't mean it's going to work, you know? Um, it takes real things to happen yeah. for relationships to go through real tests to figure out who people really are.
That's good, babe. Yeah. That is good. You did skip some steps, I feel. But then we got to no. know each other. <laughs> no, no, I didn't skip. I got there quick because we we were going out. We are going through stuff, talking, getting That's to know true. you. That's and, true. And then making my decision with it all. I sure. mean, and look. It doesn't really take that long to actually find a lot of these little things out by people as but it yeah, goes. But yeah, you can't do it in the first You're date not do it or in the, the first. first yeah, you can't learn all the business lessons. Just, just you know, <laughs> a lot of people in today's world just go, That's "Oh, so uh, I got a great idea, so I'll go raise a lot of VC money and just get a two million dollar check, and it for sure will work." No, they still fail just as fast. Mm-hmm. With they're totally funded, because it takes work, grind, hustle, grit. All of those things still have to come into play, and I honestly believe the more little roadblocks you hit. Um, the more over the obstacles you overcome, the better shot you have at something long-term stable. Yeah, and I think that's kind of where I land on this too. Like, I, I can appreciate this idea of like, hey, I'm just going to jump straight to the end of the line. I want to know, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? Is he generous or is he not? Does he care about family or does he not? Like, that's, that's the idea. Inherently, is he an altruistic individual? But like, the commitment to get there is too much. And I think the idea that she, uh, I don't know, that this blew up in her face or something is, is frustrating to me because it's like, that's 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 half of what was going to happen. And when you commit to a decision, when you commit to saying, I want to bring 23 family members to this first date, you got to know if it goes south, you're, you're, you're going to have to foot that bill. And that's the thing I struggle with with most decisions is understanding if this doesn't go my way, I have to carry it out anyway, right? You have to commit to what that's going to be, hell or high water. I mean, I, I wonder what this, what, in what scenario would this have played out in her favor, right? Even if he were a nice guy who had a lot of money and was feeling generous that day, I still would have been like, okay, that's great. I'll pay for the bill. Don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> I mean, gonna, if, if this right. is what you're going to do, if you're going to pull these kind of things on me to test me, especially on our very first date, mm-hmm. forget it. I'm not even going to mess with it. I'll right. pay for your bill. I'll pay. We had a nice time. I'm sure your aunt was great. But like, we're no, no, not there's doing a wor- this in again. There's we're a worst case. Again, there's a worst case scenario than that one, Matt. What's yeah. that? That he pays the bill and they go on, and she actually thinks that means he's a generous person. Because oh, that doesn't mean tricked. that. Yeah, you're right. Because that that, that, yeah. mean, that could mean he has a ton of money, so three grand doesn't matter to him. That doesn't mean true. he's generous. True, yeah. true, true. That may yeah. mean that he, he wants to get crazy. in your good side for one reason or so, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's good that point. doesn't mean you're generous. That's what, I, that's what I'm trying to get through is you can't skip the line of getting to know people or building real things by one little test. I mean, it is an overall body of work mm. or an overall body of, of getting to know somebody that – um, he can do that, but walk out and a homeless man come up and he go, oh my God, get away from me. And he's like, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. there's, there, there's, there's so much more to all of us as humans that yeah. we need to stop judging people based on a political sign in their yard. We don't know what that can and cannot mean by that person. We don't know what all they do, but we, guess what? We all see a political sign in somebody's yard or something they, or one thing they stand for and we put them in a bucket. And I think that is absolutely unfair. I believe that you're missing out on building real relationships and a lot of relationships with a lot of people that you may have more in common with than you think because you're taking one thing, one thing only, you're running with it and going, now I know what I'm skipping the line. Relationships take time. You got to build it. You got to watch things happen. Get to know people. There's a lot more to unpack than one little thing. We'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success. 
It is time for you to finally go get my book. You can get it in a hard copy. You can get it through reading it on your iPad or your Kindle. And you can also get it with this beautiful redneck voice of mine in audiobook style at audible.com or anything like that. So amazon.com, you can download the Kindle or paper and you can get it on the audiobook style. You've been hearing us talk about it forever and you've been trying to sit there and tell your friends, I'm going to get it one day. Today is the day. Go get it. And it will change your life. Get after it today. Ignorance on Fire, a journey of failing your way to success, written by none other than myself. Thank you, love you, and go pick it up today. Stop. Go. Now. I'm going to start the third segment off really hot with an extreme amount of shaming. Oh, Leave us a rating and review, people. You're listening to it. I see how many people are listening to it every week, but yet you're not leaving a rating and review. Come on. Do me a solid here. Leave me a rating and review. It would be great. Wherever you listen to it at, Spotify or iTunes, wherever, leave a rating and review. Share it with somebody. You know, send a text to a couple of people you know and say, check out this podcast. You know, share it on your social media um, or something. Help us out. It'll help. It helps make the show more visible for others to see. Right. And the way that you do it, by the way, on iTunes, I think people get confused because I do get messages from people being like, I tried to rate and review. You click on you click on the episode and then you scroll. You go to more episodes. You have the episode more episodes. Then scroll all the way down, like all the way down, and then it will say ratings and reviews. You'll see that currently we are five out of five stars. Right. Um, well, so well. anyway, that's what you <laughs> that's do. How we roll. We wanted to talk about. Well, we talked a little bit about. Matt's creepiness, Matt's overall like not <laughs> general, just the no, vibe. No, not general. Wow. No, 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 my not general creepiness. Yes. Matt no. is your overall general creepiness. No, yes. Matt is not. I take that back. Love Matt that is you're not creepy at all. Yep. We love, love Matt. <laughs> but his holiday season social media vibes are just too much for me. So Matt, what are you guys going to do for Halloween? Are you guys going to dress up? Like, are you doing trick or treaters? What's the deal? Well, we don't know. I mean, that's I guess that's the big question this year. Um, with with COVID is I don't know what Halloween's going to look like in our neighborhood. So normally, under normal circumstances, we um, we have a garage, and so I like uh, curtain off half the garage, and we build like a little scene in there, whether it be you know a, a little some creepy something creepy, yeah, <laughs> you know a little meat market like butcher oh type gosh. thing or um, <laughs> witches or, or you whatever know, your standard yeah meat your market. standard your standard butcher <laughs> shop right. Um, <laughs> So this year, we we are doing our best to uh, to ease anyone's concerns. So we've made some little pre-stuffed or like we bought these little plastic uh, like cauldrons. I guess they're a little bitty, oh but God. you can put candy in them and you can just leave them out. So like people don't have to stick their hand in a bowl full of candy. They could just take this one thing with them. Ooh, good idea! Um, almost like a gift bag, right? And we could even set it out like way away from us. We are going to dress up, but we're not going to do the whole thing because I, I one, it takes a lot of work, and just I just take don't, Easter eggs and fill them. That's yeah, a good idea, babe. Yeah, um, but I just don't think there's going to be a lot of people, so we got enough for uh, a handful, and we're going to set a table out there and dress up and and see what. What are you going to dress up as? Um, so my wife has a, a witch costume, and I bought like this kind of hooded robe, and I have some skeleton stuff. So I'm going to be like some sort of skeleton. Something creepy. Yeah, something creepy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I was actually. Was I really rest funny. my case. Well, speaking of, I, I had a show earlier today that I was recording with a couple of lawyers, and we did address this topic of what are your liabilities um, if you scare someone on your property and they <gasps> trip and fall. And uh, it turns out I've been breaking the law for quite a long time by scaring people. and what? Or I've been exposing myself to liability Correct. Is, is, is what it would be. That's why you want an umbrella policy. Um, so, 
So, uh, yeah, we, <laughs> so you can scare we, did people. A, we did a deep dive on uh, how much I, or uh, what sort of lawsuits I might face if someone were to come on and get too scared on my property. So, <gasps> oh, my God. Uh, what about you, I am, I am more armed with that this year. Uh, well, I'll be honest. I am still in an apartment, and our apartment complex doesn't do anything. So you're well, not going to dress up just like for the heck no of it? Like, there's no kids in your apartment complex? Well, there are, but, like, the local parents do stuff, and Christine and I are not parents, so yeah. we're not, like, you know. Oh, man. You should just, like, dress up and walk around. We're like, man, around. it'd be cool to, like, do something, like a trunk or treat or something, yeah. but I don't think there's, like, you, anything going you on. You should be creepy like Matt. Just, like, dress don't. up and walk around your apartment by yourself <laughs> as a grown adult yeah. dressed last, up or something. Yeah, last yeah. year, Christine and I dressed up and just hung out and watched movies, and we had a bowl of candy that we waited for That's people to come by with, and, like, nobody does. And nobody came? No. Well, what uh, else doesn't help? We're on the third floor, and like nobody's hiking those stairs. Nobody's right. like, no. they're like, eh. those kids are not going to be going up and down stairs getting candy. Like it's fine. Oh um, my god. So that's a bummer. Uh, no, my 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 October spirit, man, has not been. It's not been where I want it to be this year. I don't know. I agree. I'm, it's just a weird. I, it's just year. a weird time. Yeah. Like, and it's hard to work up like the exciting energy to like put on a mask that one time a year when you can when we've been wearing them for seven months in that's some true. capacity yeah. so i don't 100%. know I, i've been thrown off but you guys seem excited about it what's going on in the oaks house we are excited well, uh, oh just it's it's a typical thing what happens to me you wait to hear what oh. we're getting to dress up as and what i get to be dressed up as i know you did last year i didn't have a choice okay. this year which obviously i chose last year so you did yeah, choose last you year did choose last year and uh, brighton, brighton, brighton last year. chose this year so i yeah. get to choose next year this Ooh. year brighton chose she wanted to be snow white and don't uh, feel upset, babe, because she told me, oh, mommy, and you're the witch. There you go. But I, so I get rude. to be well, Dumpy, the dwarf. No, not Dumpy. Not Dumpy. What are the seven <laughs> dwarfs? Dumpy? I don't know. What sleepy, is it? Sleepy? Dopey? Dopey. I'm dopey. Better. Even better oh, wait, than Dumpy. Are you I'm No, no. Dopey. Dopey. Wait, 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 wait. I think you're actually grumpy. I think oh, you're grumpy. Oh, grumpy. Oh, that. Oh, thank God. I'm grumpy. Not Dumpy or Dopey. <laughs> you should have gone for Bashful or Doc. Those are the real. Oh, yeah, Doc I, is the I get cool. To be you should have been Doc. I get to be grumpy. Wait, did you get to pick? Did you get to pick your dwarf? Or she assigned you a dwarf? No, I think I, don't, we, I think the mom. I think Jenny assigned the dwarf. Probably. No. I think she tried to act like Brighton did, so she could uh-uh. basically trying to tell me something. You don't even get to be the prince. No. Or the, no, because that'd be weird. Because it's like lumberjack. The dad is the prince, and she's Snow White, and then I'm the witch. I mean, okay. I mean, well, I mean, yes, you're right. No, he should have been the prince. You're yeah. right. I don't know. I think it's gonna be fun. Also on the show uh, this morning, when this comes out, it will have been this morning. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be Carol Baskin. No way. Really? So good, right? So we teamed up on Morning After, which, by the way, Second Shot, Morning After, have a little little partnership um, where you guys get to hear some of the second shots that we do on the show. So... I'm Carol going to Baskin. be. I'm going to be. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. So that's going to be really it. fun. I have a feeling there's going to be. I have a feeling that is not an original costume, but I still think it's so good. Like, I would be I just wanted to Joe do Joe Exotica. Uh, Joe Exotica. Yeah. Exotic. Yeah. I remember yeah. earlier, you would be a good one. Though, early, I agree. Earlier this year, when the whole world started to shut down, I was like, "What do you think people are? Gonna, what's going to be the doesn't hot, the trendy Tiger 2020 King? costume?" And it's Tiger King and coronavirus. But doesn't think, it feel so. like it was years ago? Yeah. It does. Tiger King feels like it was like so like last year. And it yeah. was just earlier this year. It's how much this draws out for everything. I'm on Amazon Prime right now trying to get two-hour delivery on those little gourd th- or those little things that you're talking about, Matt, so that we oh, can yeah. do that for trick-or-treaters because we do have a ton of kids in our neighborhood. Oh, yeah. It's our first year. Like, this is our first Halloween in the neighborhood, and I don't want to put a poor showing out there and be like the lame family that couldn't decide what they were going to do so did nothing and turned their lights off. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of – there's a lot of – 
I don't know, talk about whether trick-or-treating is safe, etc. I'm obviously no epidemiologist, but it does seem that since it's an outdoor thing and you can kind of just like toss the candy to the kids, sure. that it should be like generally safe, especially if you, you know, kind of wipe things down when you get home and just stay with your own family. Like, yeah, wipe down the packages and all that stuff when you get home. We're not going in a group with home. Brighton. You know yeah. what I mean? We're not, it's not like we're, we're going to take her in a group of people, but I think it seems fairly safe to go up to somebody's house and have them toss you a piece of candy. Yeah, I, I um, think so. I think, do you, you need, know? did you find them or do you need me to send you? I, can get, I would like I can get for you to send me thing. a link. That would okay. be great. Um, I'll find because it Because I would like to, because I was thinking that would be fun too, to be able to, even while we're taking Brighton out, to be able to leave some of the little bags so people could just grab a bag mm-hmm. if we're not home to like accept trick-or-treaters. Yeah. You know what you should do? If you can't get those cauldrons in time, you should go huh. get like a dollar store slingshot. Like a plastic one, the cheap ones that don't Fire like don't hurt yeah. or anything, and set up a little area on your lawn that's like that would, stand here. That would and be Heath can just lob them. Well, that the would porch. be way too um, <laughs> much of a uh, temptation for me to really hurt kids. I was gonna say Heath, you, could, you could East yeah. Texas a solution to this. Yeah, right? well, that's the problem. I, that, that's the problem. I, that I could be have some real liability on my hands at that point. <laughs> but you, babe, that's actually a good idea. Like yeah. to just let's get a launcher. Yeah, okay. just a little something. You Forget the cauldron. Like, just, One you know, thing I never thought would be my wife would be like, oh, get a launcher. Run around on the lawn like trying she, to catch it. She yeah. understands what, what giving me a launcher can do. How about if they catch oh, it, they get a second my gosh. piece of candy free? They have them, um, you That's, guys. Right. It's just not a smart idea or to get give like me that. like a long piece of PVC and a leaf blower. And just, the only oh, thing that would make that worse is if my dad was with me with the launcher because we would really take it to another level. I know you know how to build a potato cannon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. There's your solution right there. Those are like essential red kids Absolutely. if you don't if you're not a yeah. red you're not a redneck kid unless you know how to build a potato launcher right if you um, need to blow a snickers candy every, bar through your neighbor's drywall yeah. let me tell you a potato launcher is okay. the best way to do it every hardware store in the country knows here. what it means when you go buy yeah. four inch and two inch pvc yes. pipes yes <laughs> well i um i hope everybody has a safe happy halloween I hope you get to be something besides grumpy for Halloween. Or dopey um, or something sleepy. Something cool, like <laughs> Power Rangers we were last year. Oh, my um, gosh. You know, but um, I hope everybody has safe. Happy Halloween. It was great to be back in it. Matt, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at MattStoker1. Please don't snooze me. Don't. <laughs> don't <laughs> Only for 30 me. days. Don't. Well, That's it's dirty. all still going to be there whenever I come back. I <laughs> Just dirty. Um, so, yeah, you can find all sorts of uh, cool Halloween stuff there. Um, find pictures of my animals there. Um, also, don't forget, True Crime Reporter is out. It is. Uh, we have several episodes out. Um, it's getting great response. I uh, really enjoyed it. So um, go check that out if you're into uh, true crime, public corruption tales, all sorts of stuff wrapped up into that. I really like it. Uh, okay. At Apple Zacintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can keep up with me and what's going on at the movies lately and when Top Gun's finally supposed to come out on uh, Off Script Film Review, a podcast I do about movies every single week. Lots of Netflix and HBO lately because nothing's out, but that's the way it goes. And also, yeah, really go check out True Crime Reporter. It's super good. It's so good. We did an interview about it actually on uh, our show on Morning After. I so it was that. kind of fun. You guys that. can find me. Uh, JennyAndChondo.com. You know, I've got the Safe Swaps group going, and we are we're up to like a thousand members strong. So if you're into toxin-free stuff, Safe Swaps group. More importantly, come to the Second Shot group. Yeah. Um, Facebook.com/group/slash/SecondShots. We would love to. I kind of go to that page for my sources of inspiration. If you have a motivational quote, anything fun to share, a good second shot story, post it in the group, and we'll connect with you there. At Heath Oaks at Ignorance on Fire, Instagram and Facebook are really the two best options for me. Um, LinkedIn, as my wife always laughs oh about, my gosh. because I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. You know, she's like, she doesn't understand. Uh, but I love y'all, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>